This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. About the olive oil? No. About the shadow? No. It's about Him. It's about faith, believing Him, trusting Him, trusting Him. He's there and He's good and He loves you. Count on it. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And that's what was happening here. That's what was taking place. And it was happening over and over and over. Multitudes of people. Multitudes of people. How many is a multitude? Apparently thousands. Have you ever thought to yourself that God did more miracles on earth during the time of the early church than in today's society? Today, Pastor Robert will be encouraging us to be a people of faith and prayer because the only thing that's stopping God from using you in a powerful way is yourself. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Nobody needs, you know, a 60-room house, a couple of Bentleys. I saw a Lamborghini yesterday I wouldn't mind having, but not in this lifetime. You understand? Nobody needs that. No, no man of God who's supposed to be a, a bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ needs that. They just don't. And if they have rationalized and somehow convinced themselves that they're setting an example for the sheep. And I've heard that from pastors. You know, I just, my people want to see me, you know, that, you know, successful and, and, and driving a nice car and living in a, in a, you know, really, really nice. I mean, there's nice and there's nice, right? That's a cop out. That's a cop out. What the Bible says is it's not about this life. Now, if you have nice things and you're enjoying wealth and God has blessed you in that way, rejoice. There are a lot of examples of that in the Old Testament. There are a lot of wealthy people. David, Solomon, Joseph, Abraham. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on and on about men and women of God whom he entrusted with great wealth. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about fleecing the flock and exploiting and the fact that that, you know what? My heart's not pure enough, apparently. Neither is yours. Because if it were we would see the kind of miracles, the kind of investment in us. God is still there. He's still the same. He's still doing the same thing. We have seen people healed. We've seen it happen. JP mentioned Brian and Betty Vandercody and the couple that are going to be speaking tonight, going down to join them in Lima. When they were here, Brian was an elder here. When Brian and Betty were here at one point, going back several years ago, Betty came one Sunday. She's crying. Her dad, she found out that, that her dad had cancer. Not a believer. Matter of fact, he was like an example of wickedness in his hometown. 
you know, and, and I didn't know all the details at the time, but when we went down a couple of years ago with a team, it's like, yeah, the people in his town feared him. You know, he was a guy, he's, he's walking down the street, stumbling down the street, drunk. They're all bringing their children in and locking the door until he's passed. They were literally afraid of him. Wicked man. And as we prayed together, just Betty and I, you know, I just put my arm around her, Betty, let's pray for you, Dan. And we prayed, and, and I just, the Lord directed the prayer. That much I do remember. That I really felt like, okay, you know, maybe the Lord's doing something here. And I just I prayed that the Lord would heal him, that the Lord would save him, and that the Lord would begin using him as an evangelist in his town, that people would be amazed. And, and that was it. Moved on. And later she told me, yeah, you know, my dad, my dad got healed. Oh, great. But it was one of those, you know, to be honest, I really didn't give it a lot of thought. She didn't say that much about it. And then when we went three years ago with a team, we were going to go work with her dad in his hometown. And Brian is, is sharing with the team and actually reminded me, yeah, Robert prayed and he, it turned out to be a prophetic prayer because her dad did get wonderfully, miraculously healed. Because of that, he accepted Jesus. And because of that, a lot of people in town got saved. All of a sudden, there's a church eight hours away because all of the people that had known about him and known him, realized what had taken place, saw the change in his life, and came to know Christ as a result of it. The Lord used him and is still using him evangelistically. Incredible. Wonderful. We had another situation. Actually, I think it was right around maybe the same time or it could have been a little after. I don't know. The young couple that were not married, they were models, in for a couple of months or whatever, like some of you, and, and then out. And the girl was extremely sick. She said the doctors told her that she was actually, you know, near death. She's in bad shape. And, and she came to a women's study here one night. And she said, some lady prayed for me. I don't know who it was. But God healed me. And so I, I became a Christian. But 10 days, two weeks later, she and the boyfriend moved to Paris. I didn't know anything about it. She connected with a church. They started growing. They got married. He got saved. You know, they got married. And, and years go by. I didn't know anything about this until last year. She's telling me this story. I'm like, that happened here? Yeah, happened here. Who, who, I don't know. No idea. Just some lady prayed for me and God touched me. Awesome. Because it's not about the lady, is it? It wasn't about Peter. It's not about me. It won't be about you. It's all about him. He loves people. And when people come to him and say, I need, I need to be healed, okay, just call for the elders, let them take a little bit of this stuff and put it on you, and I'm going to heal you. Okay, just lay him out by the side of the street there, and, and when his shadow touches you, you'll be healed. Okay. Is it about the olive oil? No. About the shadow? No. It's about him. It's about faith, believing him, trusting him, trusting him. He's there, and he's good, and he loves you. Count on it. That's what it's about. That's what it's about, and that's what was happening here. That's what was taking place, and it was happening over and over and over. Multitudes of people, multitudes of people. How many is a multitude? Apparently thousands were coming from the outlying communities and towns and cities, and they're coming into Jerusalem. Word gets around when God is moving like that, and it's genuine. It's real. Verse 17. 
Then the high priest, oh, you would think he'd be excited about this. God is moving. Not exactly. The high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. Now, if you've got footnotes in there, it'll say jealousy, because that's what was going on. They were jealous. The Sadducees didn't believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in spirits. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't, they didn't believe in healing. They didn't believe in any of this stuff. They were materialists. They would have been driving Bentleys, for sure, because that was the focus. That's what they worshipped. They were, they were the religious leaders of the day. They were the ones primarily in power. The Sadducees were the ones in power. The high priest was a Sadducee. His family was around him. The leadership were Sadducees. There were a few that were of the sect of the Pharisees who were Orthodox, who did believe in the supernatural. But for the most part, it was the Sadducees. And they're really upset about this. Why? Well, because it's drawn attention away from them. It's, it's going to you know, pull power away from them. This is about the guy that they crucified. They killed him to get rid of him, and he's not leaving, and they're upset about it. They've already told Peter and John to keep their mouth shut, and they're right back in the temple again. So verse 18 says, they laid their hands on the apostles, all 12 of them. Remember, they've got Matthias in there now. Put them in the common prison, but at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. And said, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. I love that expression. I chewed on that all day yesterday. I want you to go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. That, that's a verse to meditate on, guys. The words of this life. So that's what I want you to go tell them. Not the next life, this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together. That 71 member, you know, the Sanhedrin, 70 plus the high priest, with all the elders of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. So it's a repeat of chapter 4, what they did to Peter and John. Bring them out here, sit them down in the middle, and, and let us have Adam. But when the officers came and didn't find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying... Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. In other words, they're like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You locked them up. Yeah, we locked them up. The doors are still locked. The doors are still locked. The guards are still there. Absolutely. Nobody in the room. Nobody in the room. Where's this going? What is this about? And as they're still pondering that, they got their answer. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast.
Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.